Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and in today's episode, we're talking with Tony Grebmeyer. Tony launched his first online business in Silicon Valley. It was a web traffic and marketing company, uh, which eventually turned into his first supplement company. In 2001, he went on to build a second supplement company, Ship Offers, with two of his childhood best friends, Doug Roberts and Gil Gerstein. 16 years later, Ship Offers is an eight-figure business that has an Inc. 5000 has been an Inc. 5000 company for the past four years in a row. And uh, I know Tony, you have been on. Uh, if, if you've been in the in it this long, you've been on the roller coaster. You've been up and down. You've been through probably everything you can go through as an entrepreneur. Because if you stay in long enough, every it seems like you get to see it all. Uh, I want to welcome you to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast, and uh, really excited to to speak with you today. Man, what an absolute pleasure! Thank you so much, Steve. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to talk to your audience, and hopefully today leave them inspired to go make a change in their life because we all have a change we could be making. Absolutely. So. You've been in this current business a long time and, and been in the overall game for a while. Um, why don't you give everybody just a little bit of context so they understand your background and, and what got you to this point? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, if I back up to how I kind of got started in life and business, it's pretty straightforward. I grew up in a small town in Santa Cruz, California, and I lived in a neighborhood called Rolling Woods. And on my street were some crazy kids just like me. Or maybe I was the crazy one and they were just kids. And, um, you know, when you're playing as a child with your friends, you never want to stop playing. You literally just want to have fun. You hear your parents calling in the background, come home. And you're like, no, one more shot. Well, fast forward until uh, 1996. And one of those friends was in college and he called me and he says, hey, I've got a great idea. And his name was Gil Gerstein. He goes, would you like to go to Vegas and take a look at a business opportunity? And I'm like, uh, I'm a radio DJ. I make like $35,000 a year. I'm pretty good. So we go to Vegas and we started talking. He's like, the internet. And I'm like, what's the internet? He's like, it's that thing that's coming out that everybody should be on. And I'm like, well, I have an address at CompuServe. He's like, yeah, there's so much more. So we started talking and he got me really interested. And before you know it, we were building websites and we were making money building websites. We learned how to drive traffic. And then we ended up starting to sell traffic to Yahoo and Google through various ways. And I was truly just kind of inspired Fast forward to 2001, I'd already been in a health supplement business with Gil, and then I saw our other friend from childhood just getting his MBA from Pepperdine, and Gil and I said, you know, we don't have anybody who knows how to manage finances. We always make it, and we seem to spend it. So Doug said, hey, I would love to partner with you, and we launched uh, i5, which is the parent company, and then Ship Offers. And in 2001, we were three crazy kids who grew up together from Santa Cruz, living in Southern California, figuring out how to make money. And it was fun, but I had been burned a couple of times in the supplement game. Vendors didn't uh, send product when they said they were going to send it. Uh, banks got chargeback notices. We were always, you know, finding traffic to be hard problems to come by. Next thing I know, I'm like, why don't we look at the other side of the industry? Why don't we take everything that we had learned in four and five years and apply it to helping marketers become successful? And that's really how i5 became what it is today, which is the company that pushed ship offers. We just changed our name midway. And since uh, 2001, we've been helping online marketers in the health and wellness industry. We help people in survival. We really help people to take the money concept or the, the money component and move it to the side. And you help people to launch products faster without having to come up with so much capital. And then we send you an invoice after it ships to your customer. That's our business. Essentially, along the way, 
as you talked about at the roller coaster, I've, I've like figured out I've probably fallen off a dozen or so times somehow to get crazy enough to get back in the line, get back on the <laughs> roller coaster and do it all over again. And I got to work with those childhood friends, those people every single day. And you probably have heard this, Steve, and anybody listening, don't go into business with your friends. It's a really bad idea. Well, I'm so glad that I didn't listen to everybody who told me it was a really bad idea. It's been the best experience. We have the greatest conversations, watch their kids grow up, my kids grow up, and we learn to really have fun. And at the end of the day, just like I started, it's all about play. I want to have fun when I come to the job that I love. And the, we have 33 employees that are, make up our team and we want to come here and have fun. That's myself, my business, and just love what I get to do. Well, um, great story. And, and I love the way you have just sort of you pivoted partway through. Um, and I think we all get faced with those moments. And sometimes it's really hard to make the decision to do that. Uh, I, I know I've been through that, that, uh, that kind of a decision point and to leave behind what you've built up to that point to go do something different. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. And so, um, you know, congratulations for having made that decision. It sounds like it's worked out really well. Now, I know things probably didn't work perfectly through all of those years. There were probably some bumps along the road, as I see you chuckle. Um, what are some of the, the ways that you have persevered, maybe the mindsets that you've drawn on or the, the practices that you found really valuable to help you push through when things got really difficult? That is a great question. I mean, I, I think it comes down to the honesty component, which I ignored for a long time uh, in my early, I think, working career as an entrepreneur. Um, not like trying to be dishonest to people. It's just I was lying to myself and I wasn't really happy. And it wasn't that anybody was doing something to me. I just thought like I had it all figured out. Um, I got married really, really young. My wife was 20 and I was 25. We had a kid by 26. She was 20. And next thing I know, I'm like now a parent. Um, I really haven't grown up enough. And my friends are out still having fun playing and going to parties. And I was like, am I missing out? Do I have FOMO, like the fear of missing out, like what's going on? And I started having the me too's. Like I just started saying to myself, like, I wonder if that's me too. And then, um, you know, that progressed and I had my second uh, child, two boys, beautiful kids. They're all grown up today. And in my early kind of 30s, I, I really started thinking to myself, like, do I really even want to live anymore? Do I really want to go through, come to work every day? I love my friends, love my family, great, great friends with everybody. But I was sad inside and I never dealt with some stuff that happened in my childhood. And that's what I really began to say to myself, all right, what opportunities do I have? I said, well, I could give up, which I tried. And I luckily somebody knocked on my door and saved my life. And I don't want to make this all sad and depressing, but it's stuff that I don't think entrepreneurs and business owners really talk about. We spend a lot of our time in isolation. We spend a lot of our time alone. We spend a lot of our time working. And, you know, you come home from a busy day at the office and your spouse may say, how was work? And you're like, it was good. But we never really talk. We don't have those deep conversations. And I wasn't having those deep conversations. I wasn't being stimulated in that way. It wasn't anything that anybody was doing. It was just me not being honest, me being real, me being open. And um, on 10, uh, October 10th of 2008 on the 9th, I attempted suicide and I got a knock on the door and a friend of mine came rushing and he gave me a big hug and 
he said, you know, Tony, your life has meaning and purpose, but what you're doing right now does it. And, and I wasn't, I wasn't proud. I was separated from my wife. My family was a mess. My work was a mess. This business that I started with my best friends was a mess. Nobody did it. It was all me. And, um, I literally started on 1024 of 08. I got clean off of drugs and I decided right then and there to make some life changing decisions, but I couldn't change one component. I still needed a substance every day in my life to get me through. And that was alcohol. And I eventually got broken, got the gift on uh, December 15th of 08. And I haven't had a drink since. And I finally got the idea that the life I wanted needed to change one thing. And that was everything. And if I changed that one thing, everything changed. And, you know, what I've seen is a business that was just teetering around a couple million dollars to then break into eight figures a couple of years ago. Um, had our biggest year at year 17 in a business. How, how's that possible? Our friendships with my business partners, watching them and their kids grow up, it's better than ever. My, my, my wife and I are going to celebrate 20 years this year. Um, my oldest in, is in college, excelling and thriving. We've dealt with death. We've dealt with life and everything that's come at it. And the one thing that hasn't changed is my desire to pick up today. And so you have to find out what that looks like for you. I had to go through what I went through to get to the point where I realized, you know what? My life is more than my excuses and my past. My life is what's presently going on. But no one had ever sat down with me and asked me, what did I want? What did I want? Like, I think the vision of an entrepreneur is we see somebody on TV and say, me too. I want to go play that role. I want to go be like that guy. Oh, that guy's got a nice car. If I do some work, maybe I'll have a nice car. And that's where I started running into all these false things that I started proving true, you know, and vice versa. I started seeing all these things that were true and proving them wrong. You know, th this whole notion of, of want, it's really interesting. This has come up a couple of times in all the interviews we've done. And, and I think it's a really powerful word that, that we sweep under the rug way too often. Um, you know, I think we're taught not, not to be honest about what we want as if we're being greedy if we want things. Um, and, and I think it's very easy, particularly in our culture, to attach ourselves to what somebody else has as the picture of what I, this is what I should want. Yeah, this is and, and should is, is another really dangerous word that we don't pay close enough attention to. But talk a little bit about how you got to that point. Um, and uh, before you do, I just want to share one quick little story. I was walking with a friend of mine in, in uh, Winter Park, Florida, which is a it's a upscale strip of, of shops that have been there for probably close to 100 years. And he was debating about whether or not he should buy something. It doesn't matter what it is. And I stopped him. I looked at him. And I said, look, the only reason to ever get that is because you want it. And he because he was going through all these reasons of justifying. And I said, the only reason to do that is because you want it. And the only justification for it is because you want it. And that and, and if you want it, then just stop there and get it. Let's have let's end this conversation. This was about day three of him going back and forth debating with me whether or not he should buy this thing. Um, and it, it really became really clear to me at that point, the power of the word want, the, the control it puts over us. My grandfather had a, a really simple way of putting. He said, son, he called me grandson. He said, you know, if you want something bad enough, wait a week. And if you still want it, go get it. Yeah. And yeah. usually what happens is, is about day four or five, if that one isn't big enough, you'll forget about it and you'll move on to something else. Mm -hmm. So I learned that. 
You know, some of the things that I've learned, you know, that I think are the most important lessons in life that you have to you have to learn by getting your knees scraped. You have to learn by falling down. I just love to get up faster after I fail today. I'm still one of those people willing to, to fail. I'll fail 10 times today, but I'll get up 11 times. And the day that I don't get up, I'm no longer on planet Earth. That's what I realized. Um, I'm just determined. I watched a great little Tom Brady and time video. It's about 12 and a half minutes long about his dedication, even even doing what he's been doing for the past 18 years and how he gets up every single day and pushes himself. When everybody else isn't pushing himself, his motivation comes from watching videos. He sees them in the back when he's working out in the gym, getting hit on the side of Roethlisberger. And, you know, see, so it was Peyton Manning and it was Elway or whoever it was, you know, still getting up. And he's just sitting there getting hit side by side. And he's going, I'm going to be better than I was yesterday. Some of the lessons that I learned is I had to change my mindset. My mindset was I was a quitter. I was a quitter growing up. But my mom was always there to remind me, son, don't quit. Today is not a good day. And then I heard as I got older, it says never quit on a bad day. Those are some good reminders. Hmm. But man, I, I really got into this pattern. And that's the thing that changed is I changed the habits and the patterns and the things that I was doing because someone sat down with me and laid out a roadmap. Said, if you want what you want, are you willing to do certain things to get it? And I said, yes. And right in that very moment, the pattern was laid out on how I could achieve everything I ever dreamed of. And I literally have reworked it so it's easier, so it's, it's applicable to more people. So I could understand how I could help teach this because, you know, a gift given to me is no good if I can't give it to somebody else because someone took time out of their life to help me. So I have made service the number one component in my life by helping others get what they want. Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, I'll say it, you'll get everything you need. Well, it's clear from our conversation before we started recording and from, from what you've shared so far that that's true. Um, I want to pause just for a minute. I want to come back and I want to talk about that roadmap a little bit. So we're going to be back with more from Tony in just a second. Hi, this is Steve. I hope you're enjoying this interview. We've got more to come in a minute, but what I'd love for you to do right now is rate this podcast. Leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. It'll really help others discover the podcast and help us help other CEOs, other business leaders become unstoppable. So if you go to unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes, you can find instructions there and links that will take you right to where you need to go to review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. Welcome back. I'm here with Tony Gredmeyer. Tony, you were talking about this roadmap that that um, that you were shown that really laid out how to get what you wanted um, and, and get clear about how to move your life forward. Can you talk a little bit about about that roadmap and, and the steps? Sure. Thank you, man. Steve, it's, it's just great. I mean, fantasy to reality. Everybody's got a bunch of fantasies. We got all these things that we think we really, really want. So we put them down on a piece of paper. We throw them up on a wall and we're like, hey, that's what I want out of life. I want to travel to that country. I want to marry that person. I want to drive that car. So I call those a bunch of fantasies. Now, I'm not saying what you put on your wall is wrong. I'm just saying like you have never built a roadmap to get it. So it's a bunch of pictures up on a wall. I said, so, okay, what does that mean? So fantasy. Well, we all have fantasies. Tell them to a friend, tell them to somebody, they become possibilities. So you take what's on the wall and you share with a friend. You're like, this is what I'm working on. This is what I want to achieve. This is the things that I'm after. Their goals, their things, whatever you want to call them. And I said, everybody then begins to see that you've heard the, the old saying, anything's possible. Well, I'm starting to tell you my possibilities today on the show. I'm going to share with you the roadmap. Well, the reality is, though, there is a certain amount of things that have to happen for that to become a reality. 
right? So I go from fantasy mindset to the possibility of sharing with you, Steve. And then to get to the reality side, there is this gap. And I got to remind myself, I'm a quitter and I played the game shoots and ladders enough to know that along the path, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fall down. And if you help people to see that you just have to bridge the gap, you have to make the gap steps. You have to say, if you do this, you'll get to that. Well, I don't know how. Ah, that's the key component. Ask. When we were little kids going to school, we were really good at asking to go to the bathroom. We were really good at asking our parents, can we go to Bob's house and play? We were really good at asking for things. But then somehow in high school and even in college, we stopped asking. We started assuming. And that's where I believe we failed. Because what it is, isn't it like, I don't need your permission, but I need your help. Because I've only gotten to so far in life by knowing what I know, but I've never got to the next level. So who can I ask in my network? Maybe my neighbors, maybe my mom, my dad, my friends and my family. Hey, do you know a carpenter? Do you know an electrician? Do you know somebody that's wrote a, wrote a book? Do you know somebody who's traveled to Italy? Do you know somebody who's driven this car? Could you introduce them to me? And so what I've realized from po possibility to reality is a bunch of asks. Here's what happens though. We forget to ask enough and we fall down. And that's when we begin to want to quit. We say, ah, screw it. This is not going to work for me. I'm going to fail anyways. I've already failed. I might as well give up. I'm going to go back to what I had before so much easier because it was like putting on your underwear in the morning. It was just old hat, old routine. And along the way, um, what I've learned is that the possibility is in all of us. The greatness is in all of us. You need a good coach. You need a good mentor. You need somebody to spend about an hour and sit down and build some stuff. But to make it really simple, to really help you bridge the gap today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in the middle right there, the growth mindset. And I hope that you'll put this in the show notes. The growth mindset is first the G stands for grateful. If I can help somebody today to be grateful and just be in gratitude, then I've got a chance today to help them. The second letter is R. I need them to be real with themselves and I need them to be real with others. And if they're real and they're okay with, hey, you know what? I failed. I made some mistakes. I'm humbling myself. That goes with the gratitude piece. Then the next, the next piece is open-minded. If you can get somebody to be open-minded about what I'm sharing, about what they're going on in their life, maybe it's not working and you can show them some blind spots, you have a chance of helping them today. The uh, W stands for wise. Be wise. What I say may or may not be applicable to you, but be wise enough you spend some time. Go look into the word. Go spend some time in the books. Go ask some friends like, hey, I heard this guy talking about this. What do you think? The T is for be teachable. Be teachable. Download podcasts. Read, read books. Journal. Spend time learning. Never stop learning. Education is the key. It may have not been for me when I was in high school, but it's been the essential ingredient that has gotten me to where I'm at today is that I've never stopped learning. And if you can get to the end, the H stands for happy. You can be happy. You can be happy that life works. And what I love is playing it backwards. I'm happy. I'm teachable. Right? So I'm open-minded. Like, what are all the other things that I am? I'm real. I'm totally finding myself in there. I've been wise and I've been grateful. My life works today. It gets to the gap a little closer. And, and what you're going to see in a short period of time is your relationships are much more authentic. Instead of being on the surface, which so many people talk about, you're going to be talking about the stuff that really hurts. Then you're saying to your friend, like, you know why I want to do that? Because 
my family had never achieved anything. My, my mom and my dad, they had to work three jobs to put food on the table. I would love nothing more than to take my mom on a trip and, and, and just to tell her thank you. I've never done a trip anywhere in the world, but you know what? My mom, since I was very little, said she always wanted to go to X, and I'm going to do that. Like I'm going to put something in front of me that is inspiring, something that is going to make me happy. And if you do that, man, that gap gets starts to get so small, they become little steps. And you realize it's not that hard. It's just the formula we've been using has been wrong. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I love I love working that backwards. I'm a big believer that that you choose your own happiness. Uh, so many of us wake up in the morning and, and we look around at, at our circumstance and we just decide at the beginning of the day, it's going to be a bad day. And uh, I, I went through a period where I had a lot of bad days in a row. And I finally woke up one morning and said enough of this. And, and <laughs> you know, um, and we're going to be happy. And it's funny, things began to improve almost immediately. Um, at least my experience of them. And, and I think that's one of the, the really, I think, wonderful things about what you laid out is that's really a formula for changing your experience in the world. You know, you control how you experience the things around you. Most of us can't completely control our circumstance, but we can certainly control how we choose to experience it. Um, and, and starting with gratitude, ending with happiness, I think you, you, you get that power back. I think it's 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 the essential ingredient that I was missing because, you know, I think we can all have joy. I think we can all experience joy. But when you ask people, I, I still remember that scene in Forrest Gump, you know, when Forrest is just out running and he's got mud all over his face. Someone hands him a yellow shirt and then he puts the yellow shirt on his face and the guy opens up and he's like, big smiley face. The guy's happy. And next thing you know, he prints tons of T-shirts and we have happy. I know it's not real, but it's the idea like in us is the ability at any time to choose to be happy. It's not something that everybody can do, but if we choose to, we can say, I'm happy. You know what? Today's a good day. I've got a chance to be on your podcast. I got a chance to go to lunch with a fellow entrepreneur. I got a chance to see my, my friends work with uh, my teammates. I got a chance to be up at 645 this morning and sit down and do some work with a fellow entrepreneur, a coffee shop. I got a chance to take care of my two dogs and see my son. And, and that's how I started my day. It's been a really good day. Um, it's all by choice, though, because I could say, well, my alarm didn't go off when I was supposed to. I was late for my meeting and I allowed all these circumstances to take me out of the day. Hmm. I won't allow I won't allow myself to tap out today. I, I, I won't. I have to be real. I have to be open and I have to be wise that I'm growing. And if you can if you can really take the growth mindset and implement it into your life, I promise you in a short period of time, all the gaps that you have, you like things won't seem so far anymore. They'll seem really close. They'll just seem like your steps away, your things away, your days away, your moments away, your hours away. And before you know it, the seconds really do matter. But, you know, you're going to be doing and spending it on the things that you really love. Let me ask you a question, Tony. Um, I, I first got into business in the mid 90s and back at that point. I was an employee for a company and these sorts of conversations weren't conversations that went on. I don't recall ever having these kinds of conversations, but I can tell you now um, all the interviews that we've done with folks on this podcast, this type of conversation comes up more than you'd ever imagine. What do you think has changed between the nineties when it was sort of suck it up buttercup and, you know, and and now and, and I think it's a great change because I think we're starting to take control over our lives as, as human beings, not just entrepreneurs, but as human beings um, in a way that we maybe didn't 20 years ago. 
I think you just hit the head perfectly. I, I think it's take control. I think you wrestle back um, the loop, the monster, which is the roller coaster. Um, I also have a weird way of saying it. You got to get people back into the line of life. We're so good at getting onto the roller coaster and saying like, I got to get to the next thing. I got to get to the next thing. I got to get to the next thing. So we all walk around with fast passes. We don't spend any time anymore in the line. And when you're having these types of conversations, guess where that is? That's in the line. That's in the line while you're waiting, the anticipation. You're talking about what's coming up or, hey, what did you do this weekend? Hey, what are you going to do tomorrow? Like, hey, can I help you? What book are you reading? If we're so much, we're spending all of our time on the roller coaster, we're like, ah, the whole time. And we get off and we run to the next ride to get onto the next one because we have FOMO. Once again, we have the fear of missing out. We think we're going to miss out on something. And if you can get people back into the line, I think that's what's changing is that people are spending more time back in the line. They're talking about life again. They're, they're breaking bread. They're having conversations. Steve, if you said the average of your entrepreneurs are coming on your show or talking deeper, you're doing something right. You're, you're seeking the right people to have on your show. And I think what they're finding out is probably something that changed for them, which is they don't want to do it like everybody else. I saw my father, I saw my mom come home from working three days, three jobs, coming home just to be exhausted, to absolutely collapse into bed at night going, wow, I don't want to do that. Now, I'm so grateful that my mom did what she did to put food on the table for my sister and myself. But I, that doesn't look fun. Now, if you ask my mom, she loved her jobs. She loved what she did because she knew she was providing. Um, and I think just I want to be real with people. And I think so many people really are missing connection and community. And I think we're starving for it. And I think when you can get into it, that's why it stops you. You're like, wow, like I have a lot of conversations with entrepreneurs now. It's because of that. People are looking for that. I don't watch the news. I don't care what's going on. I control what I can control, which is me and how I want the world to see me. And also how I show up for my wife. And my wife will still tell me like, hey, you're being an a-hole. You need to change your mindset. I'm like, you're right. Like this happened today. And she's like, okay, let's talk about it. Those are the reasons why I think I'm not successful today. What I am is mindful of where I've been and I'm aware of what I want and I'm willing to give up certain things to get it. That's it. Yeah, I think I think that that sums it up perfectly. Um, I know you've got um, two kind of projects. You've got shipoffers.com, which is, is your company. Um, I'd love for you to just share a little bit about that for those who it may be a fit for who are listening. And then um, I, I'd like for you to talk about drainers and drivers. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we started, and it, it, it to me that sounds absolutely intriguing and, and fits with the rest of our conversation today. Oh, I love it. Thank you. The uh, ship offers is, is what I love to do every single day, get out of bed, come to work, hang out with my best friends. And uh, we help marketers in the health and wellness space, survival space, uh, in the fulfillment arena, really get ship done and take products and, and, and if it's an insert, if it's a book, whatever it may be and ship it to their customer. And we do that every single day. Uh, we did 1.5 million shipments last year. Uh, we spent a lot of our time putting on your label onto our products. Uh, we work with a whole bunch of labs all across the United States. We've been in business 17 years and Inc 5,000 company four years in a row. It's about having conversations and how to help marketers get more time with their friends and their family and less time having to do stuff that is a drainer, which is a great transition as you ask about what is drainers and drivers? Well, you, drainers and drivers is an awareness exercise to figure out what you were created to do or what you should be spending your time doing versus the stuff you probably are stuck doing. 
And a good buddy of mine, Kevin Cohen, several years ago, who happens to be our consultant, um, kind of took us through a drainers and drivers activity and said, you know, Tony, Gil, Doug, why don't you list everything that you're doing in your day that really drains you and everything that drives you? And I said, drains me. I said, about 90% of what I'm doing in my day is a total drainer and about 10% drives me. And he goes, hmm, what happens if we could flop that? And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, we're all in the same bus, just maybe in the wrong seat. Why don't we see if we can do that, but first do the exercise. So we did it. And I realized that I could outsource or I could hand off. And Gil was like, oh, that's a total driver for me. And I'm like, well, that's a drainer. And he gave me some stuff. And I was to give some stuff to Doug. So it was a dialogue of a conversation. So Drainers and Drivers is a five-day free mini course. There's no upsells. I'm literally giving you some information that will help you if you use it. Uh, let me know how, what you found useful. Uh, we'll ask you for a little survey at the end, but it's really for you to just print out a piece of paper, walk through a day-to-day -day video that I'm going to give you about two to three minutes, and it's to stimulate conversation with yourself and let me be the guide, your Sherpa, to kind of take you over a five-day course. And at the very end, I think you'll have clarity. I think you'll have freedom. I think you'll have a better understanding of what you were built to do. You'll figure out how to do it a lot faster. And then you may come to the conclusion that you need to outsource some things, uh, maybe hire somebody to come on and help you do some things. But I think at the end of it, you're just going to have clarity. And I think that's an essential component today so many people don't have. They're not clear of what they want, so they're stuck doing what they've been doing, and they don't know if they'll ever get out. Well, guess what? Drainersanddrivers.com is maybe the first step to figuring out what you were created and built to do. That's fantastic. And uh, we'll link to that in the show notes. We'll also link to, to ship offers. Uh, Tony, this has been uh, absolutely fantastic. This is happening as we record it at the end of my day. And, and uh, thank you. You've made my day. This has been a lot of fun. And I appreciate you investing some time with me. Well, thank you very, very much. An absolute honor. And I thank you for your time. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.